Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things from pop culture, and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are recording in the same room for the first time in weeks. We did it. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, Our state has entered phase three, and they said, no more than groups of ten, and Sky and I are not yet a group of ten. Yeah. And I was also heading to my mom's, and and that was part of it. Yeah, but... Otherwise, I'd still be home. Not wearing pants. You would have never gotten up. Well, I would have gotten up. Just I wouldn't have left the house or opened the windows. <laughs> you should open the windows. It's very nice. Out. Blow some of the stink off of you. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to your stink. <laughs> there isn't one. How dare you? Yeah, okay, you can't smell your own stinks, guy. I'll tell you, you when there's do. a stink. You, you don't have one now because you went outside and blew it off you. <laughs> Is that right? What are you doing? I don't have this plugged in, so I'm not sure why. <laughs> so you're getting tangled in a cord that's not even doing anything? Yeah. So I'm rectifying the situation. Brava. Thank you. So we're watching episode 39? Uh, 39, yes, I believe. Of Mystic Knights of Tyrannia. No, it might be 38. Hold on, I have it right here. Okay. It's 39, I was correct. Uh, and it's called Shipwrecked. It's a, it's the sequel to the... It's the Squeakquel? Yeah, well, no, it's the sequel to the Squeakquel. <laughs> Shipwrecked is the third one. I know. And it's dumb. Well, you've seen it? I saw the first chipmunks. I was referring to this. Oh, okay. This is, I mean, okay, so wait, Sky, stop. Yes. I have too many thoughts. Okay. We Write them down and mail them to yourself, and we'll discuss it next week. (laughs) We, uh, so we're pretty sure this episode happens before a lot of the other episodes. Yes. Because so we'll it seems there. to explain Garrett's absence. And Garrett is here. Right. With no fanfare or explanation. He just walks in and like, hey, Garrett. <laughs> Pretty much. So there's that. There's also a truce going on that they had mentioned earlier in the series that Correct. seems to have long dissolved. Uh, is Garrett in the next one? I don't know. I couldn't tell based on the Wikipedia. And I, I didn't watch it. That's fair. He's in more than just this one episode remaining. So, we'll, I guess we'll see, but it 100% seems as though they just aired them out of order for reasons that I doubt will ever be fully explained. Yeah. So, this this one isn't as bad as they have been, but I mean, it's still of the, the quality of this show. Yeah. They at least do more fights this time around. Yes. So... It's not a lot of them just, like, pontificating. <laughs> In this episode entitled Shipwrecked, how many boats do you think There's there are? Zero there? Boats, There's zero Sky. boats, zero boats. None boats. <laughs> Ain't uh, a single ship. How many kingdoms are involved, though? Uh, an, unnum- an unknown number. There's at least four that I can think of. Uh, five, I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't count Ivar. Yeah. So, we open up on the, uh, the stony beaches of Kells. <laughs> um... And we get the we see this some blurry person in the water face down. She's she's fine. Don't worry about it. And some uh, some tear to know happen upon her. What are, they're out doing something? They mentioned they're like 
They don't like being up here doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. My, they're the guards that T- King Dad trained briefly. Even though they don't have their, like, uh, peppermint stick poles. They're out hunting for pornography, I assume. That makes the, the most king. sense. Or real sexy toadstools or whatever. Yeah. Something he can put his dick in. <laughs> He's a little king. We've got a big old throne. <laughs> big old honker. <laughs> So these little people find a lady, and they can't decide what to do with her, and they decide to bring her back to Tirnanov because? I wouldn't even say they can't decide what to do with her. They argue over whose idea it is to bring her back to Tirnanov. Like, because that guy's like, let's bring her back to Tirnanov, and then the other one's like, I'm the leader. I'll also decide what we do. And he's like, let's bring her back to Tirnanov. And then they do that with magic. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we move on, and <clears throat> we cut over to Magnus. Magnus? Nope. Angus, uh, Rowan, and Ivar are walking a lovely trail at their local prairie farm, and uh, they're talking about how a truce exists now, which, as we mentioned before, had no context to the previous episode. So, Yeah, the truce seems to be from way earlier, like in the teens numbers of episodes. And because this is old times and nobody has cell phones, and there's only the one fairy that listens to Rowan... Uh, all of the troops haven't gotten the message, just like uh, in World War Two. Yeah, um, or uh, the Revolutionary War, or I think the Civil War. You know, all those old-timey wars where battles were fought after it was over. <laughs> right, and because nobody had radios or whatever. Right. Or fairies to speak th- for them. Uh, and they happen upon some Kells and Tamra troops going at it, as they are wont to do, because of, you know, mutual hatred. Um, and the three Mystic Knights are like, ah, oh, beans. These idiots haven't gotten the message, and Rowan just runs in and starts kicking dudes. He's only kicking Tamra troops, but he does get very angry at both of both yeah. sides pretty quickly. He's kind of a dick about it. Is uh, He does do this baller move here, though. It's true. It, it is neat, and probably blew their budget through the rest of the season. This is how you can tell this is an earlier episode where they hadn't <laughs> quit trying yet. Because they use their damn weapons effectively? Yeah. yeah. So what he does is he... I, I Both... The Tamra troops and the the Kells troops are, are on two separate sides, and he throws down lines of fire on the Kells troops first, and then the, the Tamra troops to keep them at bay. And it's a neat thing, and it's only there for a second because it burns out real fast. It's magic. Magic burns fast. Hot and fast. Hot and fast, yeah. And then Rowan yells at them all to shut up and go home, and one of the, <laughs> the Kells guys is like, no, we want to fight these guys still. And Roan stabs him in the shield. And then they cut to Ivar and Angus, and they ADR that guy going, Hey, I'm on your side! <laughs> Which is delightful. Yes, because the voice did not match it in the capacity. No. But uh, this apparently quelled the fires of rage between the two, and everybody just leaves. Which is neat, I guess. Try to enforce that truce. Well, if you look at this as it is earlier, there's, I guess they're still not sure what the Mystic Knights are capable of. They're still maybe in awe of them, whereas in the regular timeline where we're at, they don't give a fuck anymore. They're just (laughs) like, these guys are just as useless as the rest of us. They can't get anything done. Anything they've done has been by accident or because Aideen did it. Yeah. Or because Aideen was trying to kill Deirdre. Yeah. Um, I forget, why did they send Aideen to do? They sent her to go tell someone something. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's great. Thanks. 
but she returns and uh i think she's saying that there's that there's like a a meeting back home um meanwhile we jump back to kells and king dad and deirdre are looking at a map and discussing i don't know true stuff or resell they're reseeding they're like redoing the fields because of you know how war destroys everything and uh deirdre says something about uh you know liking that there's going to be peace and what do you miss most about peacetime and king dad's like i miss you playing the harp so luckily the harp's just in the corner because deirdre goes right over and grabs it i mean where else would you keep your harp sky in your chambers in the harp room she's a princess she claims how much she doesn't like playing it though yeah well no she didn't like practicing it that's the same now she's good at it though no, when you're first starting, it sucks to practice because you're not good at it. Now she's good at it. Oh, there's, right. and also this is this is vampire times. So there's probably harps in every one of these rooms. That's true. Yeah, this is just the living room harp. <laughs> so Deirdre plays a, a a tune. I can't tell if the actress is actually like trained at all, but she's plucking them chords fine. She's yeah. She doesn't look uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Garrett just saunters on to set and. <laughs> where the fuck are you man you haven't been around for like 20 weeks uh but he enjoys dear just playing as well he gives yeah. her a slow clap which seems very condescending but i think it's j- sincere that's just how you they clapped back then <laughs> one at a time all the scurvy and whatnot you can't move that fast yeah so we jump back to ivar angus and rowan and they are walking to probably home and then they bump into the uh the the lollipop guild again who tells them that Vin Varen wants to talk to them. And instead of having to run all the way to the rock, they just get teleported straight there yeah. by these guys. For a change, it, it explains why they get somewhere so quickly and easily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when they get there, they're treated to seeing what appears to be a dead woman on a throne yeah. in front of Vin Varen. <laughs> I got a lot of questions here, little guy. <laughs> like, he is very quick to say, get this trash out of my place. Yeah. I got a lot of questions like, the fuck? <laughs> and why? Tiny King basically says, my idiot guards brought this person here and I don't want her here. Can you please take her away? She's alive, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They're just the other humans, like the only humans that Van Varen knows. So <laughs> he's like, I don't know, they'll know what to do. Yeah. And uh, I guess they do. She wakes up and doesn't remember a thing. Like, not even her name. So, v- So they all, you know, they come to the conclusion themselves that she she doesn't remember anything, but also, Vin Varen says she has no memories. Right, as if he's already woken her up and then knocked her back out. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> he, he clubbed her with a shillelagh and then <laughs> laid her out right there. I mean, he probably used magic, but that could have also been a thing. Yeah, he tries to do the the magic pointing stick into the mystic seeing pool, uh, but. As he explains, there's no memories in there except for some sort of monstrosity that attacked her. Yeah, so I guess what like he can shadow? see in there is based on memories of the people looking at it? I guess so. And it looks like we only see it from the chest up, and it's like a saber-toothed lizard that looks really shitty. It looks like a it looks like a, like a really thin, shiny He-Man action <laughs> figure. Like a, it looks like a knockoff He-Man action figure. Yeah, from the but... depths of South America, <laughs> the streets of streets of Argentina is where you'd get this action figure. 
So Vin Varen continues talking about how this monster is real strong and you can defeat it with the right hand. And everybody's like, what? And he's like, get out, please. So they do that. <laughs> we jump straight to Kessel Kells. Once again, a human has interrupted this orgy. <laughs> well, to be fair, it wasn't their fault. They weren't the ones that did it. It was the little yeah. folk that brought a, brought that lady there. But still. We're in the throne room, and everybody's talking about this woman as though she's not standing right fucking there. <laughs> like, the king isn't addressing her directly either, even though she's directly in front of him. I don't know how aware she is at the moment, but she doesn't seem plussed by that. Uh, and then Kahad asks the king if it's cool if he touches her. It's like, hey, hey, not okay. Ask her, man. It's a different time, Sky. Yeah, he doesn't. And then he just touches her cheek slightly. To be fair, she's totally lucky this is the only weird touching these men do. We. This is the only weird touching we see. She is off camera with Kahad for a long time. It's true. Um, he also sees the exact same thing that uh, Vin Varen said and adds no information. <laughs> That's fine. There's a there's a dark shadow and she needs to be in quiet and rest. So uh, Rowan and Angus jump at the chance to lead her somewhere dark and isolated. Uh, like nice fellas do. Yeah. They're very nice guys. Uh, and Deirdre rolls her eyes. And at that point, Aideen appears and makes fun of her for being jealous. Which she, of course, refuses. Um, she's like, I'm a fairy. I know. Because she wants to get all up on Rowan, if you recall. Uh, Deidre's just mad because they're up to, I think, four women in this series, and <laughs> it's getting a little crowded. How many of those women were Maeve? Like, three? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I don't think I got there just yet, but, uh, like, halfway through the episode, I realized I hadn't seen Queen Maeve yet, and I, because Jake watched this before I did, and I was like, so this is Queen Maeve, right? Every sign pointed to yes, but apparently... But it, not this it time. Not this time. So some dude runs in. Well, not some dude. He's a, Ke- a Kells troop. <laughs> His name's John. <laughs> he's, he, he works at the he's, phone he's human. store here in Kells. <laughs> the point is he have a deal on long distance. Yeah. Um, and he, he wants to hook you up with a phone as if no one has a phone anymore <laughs> right now. Do those still exist? Phones? No, the guy is trying to sell you phones at like the mall. I think so. Hey, do you like your phone plan? Hey, you know what I like? Not being accosted. I love my phone plan. I think about it every day. I, that's kind of true. You always look at your phone. Yeah, but you're not thinking about your phone plan. It's just the thing that quietly burns through your money in the background. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but this guy comes bearing news. Uh, somebody got attacked on the front lines, and King Dad's like, I thought you said it was quiet. It's like, well, things. this is new news, dude. They were there, yeah. and they quelled that fire. And it's like, clearly the troops still wanted to fight some, so it's not his fault. He found a lady. So the knights go to deal with it. And Kahad brings uh, the lady up to the wizard keep for probably her, non-nefarious Her name reasons. is Lynette. Don't worry about it. Is it? Yes. I didn't pick that up. So uh, the Mystic Knights bump into some Kells troops gradually just walking. They don't seem injured or wary. Uh, none of them address the Mystic Knights, though. <laughs> You're not wrong. The Mystic Knights stand you know there why? and talk about them as if Do they... Do you know why? Uh, because they're all ghosts. Oh, right. Those are just dead people walking <laughs> on this haunted land. Uh, this is gonna the end of this is gonna be fun. <laughs> they're all ghosts, Jake. Sky they can't fig- interact. Sky's figured out one- the Shyamalan twisted this thing. <laughs> there was one guy who was it was John who ran in there with the phone plan news. He was the only one left. But then this shitty monster shows up. 
Um, and the knights all look at it, and it's it's bad. It's just designed really bad, and so it, its attack is worse. So it shoots sparks out of its mouth like some sort of 1950s like wind-up toy. Yeah. But um, when they just show the Mystic Knights being sprayed by sparks, it looks like they're being pissed on. Yep. Uh, also, none of them even recoil from it. It just, doesn't look strong. It's it like, doesn't look like it hurt at all. It's like when a sparkler hits you and you're like, that oh, was a it. feeling. Ow. Yeah, like, it doesn't hurt enough for me to stop this. Ow. Don't do it again, but that really hurt. Ow. Then, uh, for half an hour, <laughs> uh, they each call on their mystic armor, and that takes forever. And then we watch each of them transform in full. There are yep. five of them. And it takes one-fifth longer, because uh. there's one more of them. I think even sometimes they cut some of this out when they're transforming quickly, right? I think they speed it up. I don't think they cut anything out. I think well, they just increase it. the speed. Yeah, this is just like the full shebang. That just start to finish, soup to nuts. We watch all of them get their <laughs> armor on. Yep. And then they do the thing where... The... Well, first they get pissed on again. <laughs> True. And then only one of them attacks it. And it's it's Garrett, which is nice to see him back in action. He calls forth the twin timber axes. And then the twin leaves, you know, like he does, and the leaves don't kill it immediately. And like, fuck, we're out of ideas. It's, the rest of you haven't tried attacking it yet. Yeah, because they know they've still got ten more minutes. I guess. And then Rowan decides that since one attack didn't work, we better call the dragon. I mean, that's true. Generally, dragon v dragon ends it pretty quickly. True. So I get it. I guess, but also shooting them, like all of them shooting it at once, always works. Why don't you try that right now? <laughs> but the, I don't know, Piss Beast knocks the, the dragon calling dagger out of Rowan's hand. It, it looks kind of like an ant, but green and tall. And nobody else, even though everyone there has a, a dragon calling dagger, none of them use it. And none of them, like, try their powers. Like, they spend all that time getting their armor on, and they don't even use it. It's hard. But don't worry, a different dragon shows up purely by coincidence. It's Tyrune! Yay! And Torque shows up with a line of Kel's, or, uh, Tamar troops. And he explains that this thing has also been attacking our land. And then we see uh, the multi-dragon attack the shitty piss beast. And we also see like six Kel's people. I think it's seven. Oh, there is seven. Look at that. Yeah, so, he's, so he says... Uh, uh, Torque says that this thing's been upsetting the Tamra villagers, which is not a thing we'd seen. Yeah, we've only seen Tamra troops, and they are the Tamra people are suspiciously dressed exactly like Kel's people. Well, they're just villagers. I guess, but they've got the same color scheme. They're not like wearing skulls or purple or anything. <laughs> they've got the the rich orange and golds of of Kel's. While the, the, the dragon and the piss beast are, are swatting at each other, the knights decide to finally get involved. And they do the thing where they all shoot at once, except they don't target one at a time. So Tyrule's like, oh, I didn't, nobody told me how to get shot. I'm out. So he dips, <laughs> and the other thing leaves also. And then there's no altercation between Torque and the, and the knights. I guess he's honoring the truce. Yeah. Which is polite of him. I am 100% surprised that their um, weapons do not like come together Power Ranger style to create a big gun. God, that would I be great. Cannot believe that is a thing. There is, is not literally a, thing. a crossbow. Yeah, you just slap some stuff on there and you're you're good to go. So the the battle is over and everybody returns to Kells and they tell King Dad what happened. 
and uh, what was the princess's name? Lynette. Lynette uh, just stands in the doorway and faints like she's Jean Grey in the 90s X-Men series. <laughs> she says, Scott. <laughs> and then passes out while kind of sounding like she's having an orgasm. That show was weird. Um, apparently, it, 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 you know, it got too much for her and the fainting couch is too far away. So Garrett runs over and grabs her to steady her from fainting and smashing her head on all of the stone in the castle. He's polite like that. Yeah, pretty nice. There were also lots of people in front of him that could have done it, but that's fine. So in case you didn't pick up on it, all of the boys want some. Actually, Ivar hasn't really expressed interest. Ivar, Ivar just wants his chalice. <laughs> it's true. And maybe Garrett. All of a sudden, they hear the sound of a of the dragon zord, which is also the sound effect they're using for the piss beast. Yeah, it goes ba 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 da ba. Anytime it shows up, I meant the screaming to announce itself. <laughs> and we see it hovering next to the castle walls, and the Mystic Knights go running out, and then we see it flying in the air. And the Kells troops start pointing sticks at it, but in the next shot, we see it; it's actually on the ground again. So they're just waving at nothing. I mean, they were waving at nothing in general, but now it's not even plausible that <laughs> yeah, it's there. The thing was never actually there, Sky. The knights all run to the castle wall, and they uh, lean over the parapets and shoot magic at it. And Rowan reminds them that uh, Vin Varen said, Remem- remember, use your right hand. Yep. Which is the one that they every one of them holds it in. Ivar uses it two-handed often, but his right hand's definitely on there. Um, And it doesn't work. I mean, it it delays it, surely. And Angus is having the roughest time shooting his magic at it. His, he has to do a lot goofier of a, an arm motion than everyone else. Sure does. <laughs> but he's leaning into it. I appreciate the effort. Even though Kahad was supposed to be watching Lynette, uh, she's just wandered straight up to the wall. He, also. Said, he said, I gotta take a big old dump. Stay in here. <laughs> I need some more herbs if you get my meaning. And then he did the joint holding motion. He has diarrhea and wants to get high. He pulled three joints out of his beard, so he's going to be gone for a minute. That's why he smells like that. <laughs> so Lynette uh, says something to the effect of, I'm supposed to kill this thing, but I didn't. That, that's why I just fled and brought a monster to your kingdom. That's all implied. She doesn't say that. Uh, I was going to say, she she actually fled to find help to kill it. Right. So we cut back to the throne room because the monster, while not killed, was hurt and left for a minute to get a hot dog. That's <laughs> how so you regain health points. Um, and she explains her whole deal. She's a princess. She remembers everything now because of reasons. Uh, she's a princess. She's here to find help to kill this thing. That sums up the scene pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> King Dad says, "Yeah, whatever. We'll give you some help." And uh, she, like, at some point, has a change of heart. And leaves the castle without anybody? That's, that's not uh, for a minute. That's after this scene. Yeah. They the leave for whatever just... reason, and then th- immediately in the next scene, Kahad's like, She gone! <laughs> he does come out yelling it. I th- <laughs> Neither of us remember what's happening right no. now. And the sound is off. But I think they had a minor argument about who was going to bring her home. I know that happens later, but I think they discussed it twice. So... After uh, Lynette runs out of the the room crying or whatever, we cut to the courtyard where the knights are getting ready to go out and find the monster. And then Kahad comes chasing up and he's, ah, she's left. So then they go find her. Yeah, we should have seen that coming. Kind of just sneaks around on her kitty cat paws and we can't find her ever. 
And then they... And the two times we went looking for her. Then the guards barricade the door. Yeah, well, there's a monster that literally came up to the doors. Yeah, a monster with wings that can fly over the wall. Yeah, so that, that yeah, <laughs> barring the door really isn't going to do anything. But it's, it makes them feel better. And that's what safety's all about. That's yeah. why you get that sign that says, I have a security system. Ivar is the tracker, if you remember, even though Garrett's also the tracker. And he finds a scarf or something. A scra- Yeah, it's like a little scrap of, of fabric. Yeah. And then <laughs> they notice the woman dressed in bright orange and yellow. Like, oh, there she is. Yeah, like Ivar's like on the ground, like looking at her footprint, and everyone else is like, there yeah, she is. Yeah, that's her. She's right over there. Good job, Ivar. You found her. You got us this far, but she's. you should look up sometimes, too. <laughs> and then they hear the screeching of the monster. Uh, she says something again about, you know, having to kill the monster. And I thought for a minute that maybe this was like her transformed brother or something. Something interesting? No, it's just some sort of unexplained curse on her household. Yeah. It's not even, they don't even call it a curse, I don't think. No, they don't, but I assume it's her just dad a monster. wronged the wrong person. That could be. Or maybe they also have a Queen Mav. Every kingdom should. Yeah. So Rowan has the bright idea. Oh, we're going to use you, uh, a member of royalty. Uh, we're going to use you as bait. Hope that's cool. So you just go walk in a circle until the monster shows up, and we'll probably be able to save you. I mean, to be fair, no one from her kingdom knows where she's at. <laughs> she dies. <laughs> I guess. Because her ship probably got destroyed? Or they didn't like her and kicked her off. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, But the monster drops down like the goddamn predator on Angus. <laughs> he doesn't try to fight it at all, even though he has lots of time to throw a rock at it. But instead gets thrown himself. And I was pretty sure that should kill him, because he was real high up. We don't even see how he lands. He's just on the ground and fine. So the monster is just hovering there. It looks like Watto. That's what it looks like to me. It does not. It's got his build, except for no pop belly, and his doesn't have a droopy snoot. Yeah, and its legs bend the correct direction, and it doesn't have the tiny wings, or the, the hat that he has in episode two. <laughs> it's got a little hat. It doesn't have a little leather vest. He doesn't have a maybe racist accent. <laughs> we don't know that. All I did was scream. He says, that's uh, my princess. I need her back. <laughs> that's canon. So the knights um, stand in front of this monster. They didn't think to think of this before or discuss it before. They just wanted it there. And then they, I guess they decided they'd pick it up on the fly. Because uh, they don't know what to do to kill it. Because <laughs> Angus actually says, we tried shooting it and that didn't work. We tried that once, even though the the way it always goes is... It's always the second time. Yeah, it doesn't work the first time, and then you try it again, and it works for some reason the second time. We have to kill 20 whole minutes, that's why. Uh, I guess that's fair. And kill it, they do. So, uh, Rowan has, a, has a, a burst of inspiration, and he runs over to the princess lady and gives her his sword and says, shoot, You shoot it! You're the right hand. See, what Vinvarian meant was not the right hand, like the hand which is my right one, but like the correct one. Right. Because words have more than one meaning, even now in olden times. Even though he could have said correct or give it to the princess, I bet she could kill it. This guy, but he talks in weird little riddles because he's a little pervert. And it takes three shots of, no, excuse me, five shots of fire and it, it dies. Real easy. It stood it explodes there. Out of it politely existence. waited for them to have this discussion and then just 
let itself get murdered by this little lady princess. Yeah, that's how you do it. Lynette. I was trying to find the name Lynette, and it wasn't in my files. Um, and everybody's like, yay! <laughs> the day's saved. We've done it again. We sure did. And then we jump back to Castle Kells, and King Dad is leading uh, Lynette around by the arm, because he's a polite man, and he's like, thanks for coming, now get the fuck out of my kingdom. Yeah. You brought a monster here, and that sucked. And then everybody volunteers to uh, to bring her home. They've all got a reason to have a crush on her and go with her. Yeah. Even Deirdre. Even Deirdre. She wants some lady time, because this is the only other woman she's ever seen. She's, she's like, like goddamn, ladies are pretty. Listen, my dad gets real weird every time I ask him about feminine products, <laughs> and I just need... I didn't have a mom. I just need help. Is your mom good at this? Do you have a mom? Are moms still a thing? Does everybody have a mom? Uh, everybody have a mom. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody has an excuse. Garrett wants to test his metal as a mystic knight, and Angus says, uh, "I want to bone down with you." He says, "I want to get it wet." <laughs> it's real gross. It's surprisingly graphic it, for it's a children's episode. No, don't care for it. So, God has them draw straws, and Garrett wins. And this is uh, the the explanation for Garrett being absent. Yeah, that we got way after him missing. Cool, thanks, thanks, Fox Kids. <laughs> Good work all around, uh, Fox Kids. What are you doing? So uh, everybody's in the courtyard when we come back from commercial break, and King Dad says, "Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Remember that I sold my daughter to you. Come back." <laughs> and uh, everybody says goodbye to Garrett. Um, they do that. Uh, Forearm to forearm shake that they did in old times while you yeah, searching I was say, for that's daggers. That's how you know it's old timey. Um, and they have a mild pleasantry between uh, everybody, and then Queen Queen Nope uh, Princess Deirdre gives him a little peck on the cheek, and he's like, "I bet you're glad I'm leaving," <laughs> even though that was probably true at this time. It's hard to remember. <laughs> um, she says, "Not really. Probably because he's a Mystic Knight, invaluable to the team." And she does give him a little smooch on the on the cheek. She seems more confused than into it, because she, you know, seeing another woman woke up a whole bunch of stuff in her. <laughs> and uh, they leave, and Rowan and Angus have a little discussion about wanting to marry a princess or whatever, like fighting dragons for her or something. I don't know. It it was uh not great, and then it ends. Sorry, we're, I was, we are freed for the rest of the day. I was I was trying to figure out uh, what the deal with uh, Garrett was. <laughs> Should probably save that for later. Yeah. Also, in looking for um, what the deal is with Garrett, I w- ended up on the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. dot fandom. dot com, which mm-hmm. is the wiki, and someone edited the Lynette page yesterday. <laughs> I wonder what they changed. What was discovered? I don't know. Is the actress okay? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was trying to look, and then I got a weird text from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Latest revision. Yeah, I don't know what, like, what they changed and what. Well, weird. Um, yeah. Good on you for keeping up on your stuff, I guess, from this 15-year-old property. Not, not even 15. Well, yeah, maybe 15. Probably closer to 20. Yeah, I was going to say at least 20. Your old property. So, Jake, 
what was the most terrific part? <sighs> the most terrific part was the part where they fighted a monster sky. <laughs> That's a recurring theme, Jake. Hey guys, Sky from the Future breaking in. Uh, I edited out a bunch of talk of current events. I just wanted to explain the... I think you can hear my energy drop pretty low towards the end here. I just uh, thought it might be weird if I didn't address it. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, back to it. Uh, my most terrific part was uh, Garrett's back. <laughs> yeah, edit all that out. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see Garrett. And he, was, he wasn't really effective, and now he's gone again. Yeah, I guess so. But now we have a reason for him to not be there. He'll probably be gone for an episode and then come back and they'll be like, you've been gone for such a long time. Probably. Um, who is the most likable or effective character? The answer there is Aideen. We don't really know what she did. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. She just wasn't a bother. I'm going to say it was Torque because he was just leading some troops around and leading some of his people to safety. That's true. Both in and out of character for him. Um... <laughs> what did you do for Pop Culture Palette Cleanse? Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, mm, I finished Dune. It's a uh, good, good read, um, but it's dense and bonkers. So, you know, if you're looking for something dense and bonkers, read Dune. Uh, we finished watching, I think last week I said we were watching Four Weddings and a Funeral, the mini Kaling miniseries. Mm-hmm. Finished that. It's the beginning of the week. So at the end of the week... Space Force was going to start, so I was like, what do we watch in the middle, Sky? I, was, was I chose, the I chose House Hunters Renovations. Oh. And boy, if you want to get mad at the television, watch House Hunters Renovations. It's people with giant budgets being mad that a sink isn't the color they want. <laughs> and it is so fun. Um, So they spend the first half picking a house, and then the second half they... um. They renovate it. Mm-hmm. That's the renovations part. Yeah, that seems like the basis of all of those kinds of shows. Yeah, so they so they give them safety goggles and hand them a sledgehammer <laughs> to just to get shots of them like demoing. Sure. And my favorite was Katie had to come check on me because I screamed at the TV. So I, I said, "What the fuck?" She thought something had happened, and uh, <laughs> the lady was demoing her bathroom and pulled the drawer out. And hit it with a sledgehammer instead of just pulling the drawer out. You know, like drawers just come out. Right. She just pulled it out and then hit it with a sledgehammer. Oh, boy. I loved it. That is more fun. And then rather than like properly taking off cabinets or like even opening the cabinet door and hitting it, a lot of them will just hit into the cabinet door where it's the strongest. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. Well, people are dumb. Yeah. It's hard. Um, but yeah, so I watched a bunch of that. So then Space Force started and we watched the first two episodes and I'm not sure that it's good. I have no interest. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't ask you to watch it with me. Yeah. I'm just saying it didn't, nothing about it sparks my interest. I did learn about a thing on Quibi, um, where it's people flipping murder houses. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if you feel like downloading Quibi. I have already canceled my Quibi, uh, Two week thing because I watched all the Reno nine one one. I might have done that in the last week. I don't remember when I did that, but I watched all the Reno nine one one on Quibi. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun because it's only like seven minutes long, so you don't yeah. get like it's nothing. Yeah, it's, there's no satisfaction yeah. to any of it. And the Anna Kendrick sex sex doll thing isn't real, and it can't hurt me. <laughs> I didn't watch that. I just deleted the app. Yeah, because why would you? 
seven minutes is stupid. That I mean, and you, I realize they're enabling you to cast it to your TV now. Oh, are they finally? Yeah, because yeah, that was another problem. You shouldn't make it only for your phone, you idiots. Yeah, they didn't anticipate that we like to look at our phone while we're watching stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There's that, and also, like, you shouldn't. It's really bad for your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. What else did, did you have more for? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, How about you? I had something. Oh, I watched um, Lovebirds. It was that's the Kumail Mangiani and uh, an actress whose name I don't remember. Uh, I also can't tell you off the top of I, my head. I don't know if there's any other names in it, but it was it was pretty good. Oh, uh, Anna Camp. Anna Kemp is in it. Camp. Yeah. From uh, Pitch Perfect. Ah. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a lot like Date Night or like Game Night. It's one of those kinds of movies, but oh, where like a lot of things just snowball and keep happening. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it starts with them being commandeered by a uh, by a policeman, who then is chasing somebody on a bicycle, and he runs that bicyclist over, and then they're like, "Oh fuck!" And then he backs up over that person, and then runs him over again, <laughs> and then one more time. And then one more time, and it leaves Kamel and his girlfriend looking around like, I don't think this guy's a cop. <laughs> and it just kind of goes from there. Hmm. It's it's pretty good. Um, and it handles stuff in a way that most uh, movies of this caliber, where they think they're going to be wrongly implicated, it handles it in a way that, you know, is realistic with the security systems and such uh, yeah. that exist in the world today. Um, and it, it was, it was very charming. It was very good. And the chemistry between Camille and the, I should just look up her name. I mean, we have the technology. Yeah. Uh, Issa Rae. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The chemistry between Issa Rae and Camille, um, it, it's really good. They, like they have, they have a lot of, uh, they play off each other very, very well. Um, I really enjoyed it. And also I was, uh, on the couch yesterday just scrolling through, uh, on demand and my subconscious was like, what is the most inappropriate thing? culturally speaking to watch right now so i watched tarzan the legends the the live action one that they did not too long ago where uh, a white guy goes to africa to save it and fight a whole bunch of africans um and it was fine (laughs) i realized that you know it was pretty problematic and it seems as though the studio is like well samuel jackson's in it it's not racist well, it kind of is, though. Uh, I'm unfamiliar, but I believe you. It came out four or five years ago, and nobody saw it at all. Um, And it was... It's set after Tarzan is picked up and brought back to Europe, and he's going by John... John what? Tarzan? No. Whatever. John Zen? Clayton. John Clayton, which is his actual name and not Tarzan of the Jungle. Um, And they seem to, like, not want to do a silly movie at all because there's a whole lot of murders and (laughs) uh tarzan does the yell but you never see him do it it's always off camera you just hear it echoing through the jungle Hmm. it's like what did the guy in it not want to do the tarzan yell that's the whole thing (laughs) there's there's two things people remember about tarzan it's the yell and that he swings with vines (laughs) otherwise you should just let these properties from the 20s just, you know, silently go into the night. Nobody's just 
clamoring for a Tarzan reboot or a, we a, got, a we, The Shadow we got, reboot. We got a Tarzan that was pretty good starring Rosie O'Donnell. Let's just leave it. <laughs> Indeed. And Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they redid The Rocketeer, I'd be into it because he kills Nazis, and that's cool. That's that's evergreen. I also don't think that's from the 20s, is it? I mean, it's an old pulp comic. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's based on a comic. I guess I just thought it was set then. I mean, that's also true. <laughs> I don't know when it was published, but I know it's obviously set in the in Nazi times. Um, I don't remember that movie at all, but I feel like it was good. He's a, the comic is from the 80s. It is? Okay. Uh, the, and the movie's from the early nineties. Yeah, but I, uh, I'd like, to, I need to rewatch it. I haven't. Um, I think seen it was it since good back then. Furby says it's good. I don't remember, but yeah, maybe we, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to revisit a lot of those properties. <laughs> yep. If you don't, you gotta think of an idea on your own. Yeah, like the Phantom, the ghost that walks like a man. Ah. I should have said that in a serial voice. The ghost who walks like a man. Um. You know, a different white savior problematic thing. He punches people with a skull ring and leaves bruises like in the shape of a skull on their face. And it's just a is dude. that is that a white savior thing, Scott? Yeah, he's a guy who goes to he's a white guy in in Africa who saves Africa. Oh, is that what that's about? Often. Oh, I thought it was like a vigilante thing. I mean, that's also true. Hmm. It's also a man. It's not the same guy. It's a mantle that's passed from guy to guy. Um, and every time one gets killed, a new guy takes it up and they're all white dudes in Africa, you know, how about that? Saving it. It's not great. He wears purple in the, in the, in the jungle, which is, (laughs) it's not great. I mean, that's very obvious, (laughs) but whatever. Where's he getting his ammo for those guns? You brought it with. (laughs) From from where? Home. Uh, Okay. You got me there. Anyway, um, I don't remember what I was talking about, but uh, that's probably going to do it for this week. <laughs> Just slowly trial, trail yeah, off. It's, it's fine. Um, uh, the world is on fire and everything sucks, so everybody stay safe. Yeah, things uh, are getting weird. Yeah, remember that there is a pandemic, so if you go out protesting, remember to protect yourself from that also. Uh, and then there's lots of resources for tear gas and such. Uh, including how to put out a grenade, uh, throw a cone over it, and pour water in there. Um, but be safe, be smart, uh, and get home safe. Uh, you can follow the show at Pop Culture Failure. Nope, that's the email address. <laughs> you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And uh, be safe out there, guys. Also, stay frosty. <laughs>